Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You are listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the show that takes a look at pop culture, tech, TV, music, because in the end, everything is an ad. Hello, I am Shannon Miller, the creative and inclusion editor at Adweek. And I have to tell you, today feels a little bit like my first day at school. It is just a little bit of a monumentous moment here at Yeah, That's Probably an Ad um, for a number of reasons. First, because I am joined by the man behind the veil, our producer, Al Manorino. Hello, Al. Hello. Not very often that you get to kick it with me on mic. No, you never let me. <laughs> that is a lie. I know, it's a, it's a lie. No, you, I, I, am, uh, I, I do run the Adweek Podcast Network, which is... Uh, where yeah that's probably an ad can be heard amongst uh, 13 other shows so uh i'm usually pretty busy but uh i always make time for my friend shannon and a special occasion like this and to be on yeah it's probably an ad it's always an honor very kind words it almost makes up for the slander yep <laughs> so, and this is a very special occasion it's not very often that we get to talk on um on mic um but as we all know um last week's episode was the final episode for David Greiner my incredible now former co-host it was quite a beautiful send off so if you have an opportunity please take a moment to check that out um he will be joining us again in the future in different capacities obviously but today we are joined by a brand new co-host that is right we are starting the new era immediately, and today I am joined by a very, very special person. Lane, give us a little bit of a drum roll. And now I present to you our very, very brand new co-host, Luz Corona. Luz! Welcome. <laughs> hey guys, oh, you're going to regret this, but thank you for having me. <laughs> I love that. Um, a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, it was a few months ago actually, you joined me on this podcast as a yes. a special co-host. And at the time, we said 
Luz is joining me for the brand new takeover. We were joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or were we? Maybe uh, this was my plan the whole time. (laughs) It finally comes into fruition. The the (laughs) swift Luz takeover that we just were fools to not see coming. Um, So that was really a lovely bit of unintentional foreshadowing. But when it comes to, you know, having someone with a wide breadth of knowledge when it comes to this industry and just an enthusiasm, not only for what the industry is, but what it could be, there really is no, um, there is no more perfect option than having Luz Corona join me in the mothership. So I'm just really, really excited that um, this is something that we could make work. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you, my friend. Honestly, I like those words really do mean a lot because I think you're really well respected in this industry. So thank you for thinking so highly of me. And I I promise to try to deliver. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And Luz was one of the first people I worked with at Adweek. So when, when you were talking about who should replace David and you mentioned Luz. I said that's such a great idea because Luz is one of my dear friends, and uh, again, as you already mentioned, such a like unique and amazing voice within Adweek, literally because that's part of her job, uh, which she'll hopefully get into <laughs> as you guys talk about uh, you know Luz's background and why we are so honored to have her as a co-host. Of course, yeah, there was definitely <laughs> in guys. the early conversations, it was like Luz would be amazing. She would never do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and you know what yeah, Shannon you like ran it by me and then I was like I want to do this I, yeah I want to do this <laughs> and it wasn't even, it was definitely like under the assumption I was like yeah so this is something that's open we know you're busy we know you're busy so if you know of anyone good um, just sort of let yeah. us know um, so <laughs> imagine my shock and all when it was just like I've thought about it and I want to do it <laughs> I was like <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yup. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I was like, I'll make room for this on my plate. Like, I I just don't know how to say no. And especially this, like, you know, I I spoke to Ryan to get Griner over there. You know, I, like, pulled all the strings I needed to. (laughs) And how could I (laughs) not go through with it? So... Well, welcome, welcome. We um, are thrilled for you to be a part of this um, incredible, incredible experience. First of all, can you say officially, I know we, we've we had you on the show in the past and we have mentioned this um, quite a few times, but I just want to have you mention your official ad week capacity officially. So what is your official title? So my official title is community editor. Okay, and so what does a community editor do at Adweek? So I curate the op-eds, which we call our voice section at Adweek, um, and I oversee that part of the site. And then, like many of us at Adweek, just kind of have my hands in a bunch of different things. Um, I don't think any one of us stick to our roles. So, (laughs) you know, whether it's like working, you know, with the print team on something or, you know, co-hosting another podcast or you know like Al mentioned earlier we used to work on the community team together so um kind of jumping in there sometimes and working with mentees and you know I I can't even like describe it basically I'm supposed to just oversee voice but um I don't know it's just too exciting what we do so I I just can't say no to other stuff yeah it's definitely one of those jobs where you can either choose to be a jack of all trades 
or you can sort of like stick to the rivers and the lakes that pay you. And uh, Luz is definitely just like in everything just because she's so um, deft and good at everything. So it's it's really cool to see the voice um, sections shape um, up the way that it has. And a lot of that has to do with your passion for the industry, which doesn't begin at Adweek. You actually have prior uh, experience, prior agency experience, yeah? Yeah, and thank you for those words again, Shannon. But um, yeah, I was in agency side like about eight years, I want to say. Um, and I went from like digital assistant to like media planner, then to supervisor. And then eventually I wanted to go a little bit more creative. So I was able to break into content and I was a, a content producer. Um, and then eventually made my way to Adweek as content manager. So a little bit of a zigzag, but you know, you learn, a, I, I like to call agency life like the school of hard knocks. You know, you kind of, you get client experience, like client facing experience, you understand media planning, how the landscape is changing, how to work with other colleagues, um, you know, and just see the landscape evolving. So yeah, that was like my school of hard knocks for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, Al, help me embarrass Luz a little bit. So, oh, of course. <laughs> what makes Luz sort of like the ideal? Yeah, that's probably an ad co-host. Oh man, I mean, obviously, you already mentioned the agency experience, but she was um, she was doing the women trailblazers. I know we're, we're going to get a lot into women trailblazers, but we have a, a section on the site. Um, that Luce was like the main contributor for called Women Trailblazers, where she was spotlighting amazing women in marketing and advertising. And she just has a wealth of interview experience as well as just, uh, you know, she is a, a soon to be mother of two and just a warm and compassionate person and uh, and also has podcasting experience, which is also very helpful when you are looking for a podcast host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ideal. Thank you. Ideal to have podcasting experience. Not required, but no. definitely, definitely ideal. Um, what are you excited to bring to the show, Luz? Well, um, like you guys, I like to nerd out over what's going on in the industry. Um, I think we have a plethora of great guests on here, um, and we always get different perspectives. Um, and honestly, I'm just excited to spend more time with Shannon. Really, that's that's why I took this on. And that is the answer. <laughs> the reason I took this on. <laughs> yeah. And that, is, that is the answer that I, I Venmoed them both um, to say. So I'm glad that that yes. transaction went through. Thank you so much for delivering that. No um, problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm excited to be here. I think, um, you know, we see every day like headlines pop up and everything. There's there's our industry is never sleeping um, and there's always something going on and we're just seeing it evolve and it, it'll be fun to actually talk about this um, week to week. So thank you for having me. Of course. I'm really excited about the different um, things that we can talk about. I mean, having that agency experience is going to be really key um, just because, as you mentioned, this is an involved, this is a constantly evolving industry. And the, the direction that the industry is going where it's becoming slowly, um, incrementally so, more inclusive, um, but also taking a real look at what um, creative could be, kind of stepping outside of sort of the traditional 
you know, ad experience and really delving into a lot of really, really fascinating places um, like Web3, like, um, you know, artist collectives. It, it's it's really going to be fun digging into a lot of that stuff. I'm really excited to um, dig into like the production side of um, creative because I think both one of the many things that me and Luz have in common is that we do have um, a real excitement for production and sort of looking a little bit more at that is going to be a lot of fun, I feel. Um, But also having just sort of that institutional knowledge of the, the industry is still going to be really key in how this show is going to sort of move forward because that's always been just our bread and butter. I think what always made the show so special was um, one, it came from a bunch of nerds, which is really, really, really key. (laughs) Um, But also just that depth of knowledge was something that was sort of an undercurrent in every episode. And I'm really excited to really to maintain that um, with a real zip of enthusiasm. So I'm just really excited for this next chapter, um, Luz, this is going to be so much fun. I'm so glad that um, we are good at manifesting things through jokes. Um, Seriously. Because, <laughs> so in case anyone was wondering how powerful we are, apparently very, very powerful. We're, we're like witches, honestly. Cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> I was like going through old episodes. And I was like, I can't believe that was something that was just... That that sort of has come into fruition kind of by, like, a happy accident. Um, yes. So I, I am very, very excited for, for that. And, you Thank know, you. maybe with you here, we will be nicer to Al and let him come from behind the curtain a little bit more. Yeah, TBD. I don't know. We let him out for this. <laughs> we let him out for this episode. So we'll see. <laughs> I love that she instantly replaced Griner as being me to me. It's amazing. Uh, that, I love it. That dynamic Big, is very in- important as well, making sure that there's one there to wholly support Al and one there to knock him down when that support inflates him just a little bit too much. So. That's right. We got we to gotta humble this guy. Um, he's pumping out like 12 podcasts a day, so we got to humble him. He's a little bit too powerful, too. And yeah. I, I don't know if that really fits um, our fantasy for this show. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But um, I, feel that. I feel that. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Like, I don't know if my voice is going to sound how it usually does. Like, is Al going to edit it into like a gremlin voice? Like, I don't know. He really does have like too much power here we are doing that far on our own um really turning our voices into (laughs) something that was another kinsman thing was um when we were finalizing lose um as a co-host the first thing she says i'm you know i'm so excited my voice is not a hundred percent right now i'm like "Uh, me too <laughs> yeah, what was that? Like I, I like Wednesday night I started feeling scratchy and then yesterday I was like, oh no. Oh no, what's happening? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, and it's not and it's not like your voices are important to the podcast or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not camera ready. What, what I'm are we not doing mic here? ready. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck everybody. We're in for a wild ride. Hopefully by next week both of our um, voices will be back to 100%. But um in the in the interim I'm really excited that this is something that we get to do. So, yeah, uh, let's have a little fun, yeah? 
Yes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Nice. We are going to take a bit of a short break. And when we come back, we are going to take a deeper dive into the women's trailblazers issue. And um, for that, we will be joined by contributor Leslie Blunt. So um, take a beat and we'll be right back. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we are back. Now we are going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into our Women Trails Blazers issue, which is one of my favorites each year. And joining us now is one of our prized contributors, Leslie Blunt. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Shannon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this historic episode. And Leslie is just a trailblazer in my life. So this is very, very fitting, I feel, um, to have you um, join us while we take a little bit of a deeper dive into this issue. First, firstly, was this your first print issue with Adweek? It it is. It has been. Yay. Wow. Congrats, <laughs> Leslie. Thank you, Luz, for making that happen for me. I, I'm, I'm just like thrilled. <laughs> I, I was at the event, event yesterday and I just took a bunch of issues because, you know, got to send out to the family. Yeah, that byline. It's, it's like a, a good, like an honor. I don't know. It's something to be proud of. And you did such a good job. Thank you. I mean, it's it's good to have, you know, the, the digital stories online. But, you know, when you have that thing that's in your hand and you're like, look, yeah. it's real. I'm a real writer. It's awesome. <laughs> I am really glad that you were able to join on for this particular issue. Um, like I said, Women Trailblazers is kind of like one of my favorite Adweek institutions. It is such a like needed moment of recognition for how much women really power our industry. And this particular issue had to be one of my favorites um, because of a really, really excellent cover story that I have nothing to do with. In fact, (laughs) the writer is sitting on this very call right now, Luz. (laughs) Luz, tell us, 
<laughs> Tell us who our 2022 Women Trailblazers cover star is. Oh, my gosh. It is the iconic Michelle Yeoh, uh, who was just recently in Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, that we've all been raving about. And she's got a few awesome shows coming out on some streaming platforms. But, yeah, what an honor. The Michelle Yeoh. Oh, my God. And if you have not had an opportunity to check out, I mean, just every little thing, even down to the cover, which, um, like, our art team is, like, hands down some of the best in the business. And that was such a breathtaking cover. When you think about, like, what a woman trailblazer looks like, just having such just a regal woman um i i cannot say enough about the cover please 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 go check it out and loose did such an incredible job um with this particular story um can you tell us what was it like interacting with michelle yeah what was that conversation like Oh my gosh. You know, I think the the one thing and you know what, Shannon, to go back a little bit to that cover, it, it really is so gorgeous. Like, you know, not only was the photographer like Tracy Nguyen, I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, she did an amazing job, but also our art director Casey Burdett, she just wanted to like make sure mm-hmm. it was elegance on the on the cover. And I think she did such a good job. Like even down to like the typeface on there. They were just every little detail they take a close look at. So um I have to give it to them. But yeah, Michelle yo um she any nerves i had in the first minute of talking to her went out the window she was just like super humble super chill um unprofessionally speaking she was super dope uh or maybe professionally (laughs) speaking and i think what amazed me about her and something i tried to convey in the story is that you know, we have this megastar, right? We're talking to her and I would bring up her successes, but she would just always credit her collaborators and her team around her and this next generation of storytellers and people that she works with on set. Um, So she was just like super humble, I have to say. Um, And I felt like I could talk to her for hours, which it was an honor. Because she's a true icon. She is. She really is. I mean, for someone who's just been in the industry for so long and opened up so many doors, um, not just in film, but specifically in the action genre, um, you really don't realize how much of an institution she is until you really look at her winding list of credits and the things that she were able that she was able to do, you know, like way back in the '90s. Like you didn't really get to see women um, wholesale really get those opportunities, and so many like. I feel like there are a lot of like mainstream U.S. stars or U.S. women that are kind of credited in action. And I don't think enough credit is bestowed on Michelle Yeoh for like all the doors that she's opened. And one of the parts that I thought was really interesting about or within this interview was how she talked about how her male co-stars supported her, which we don't get really enough stories about that um can you talk a little bit more about sort of that relationship and how it played a part in her in her career yeah and and she you know she was the first one to bring that up you know when starting from the beginning talking about her early career in hong kong and starting in martial arts she said she was on set and 
you know, she she really did ask, like, why can't the women do that? Um, and her male co-stars and, the, you know, the team around her, they're like, okay, you want to come play? Come play with us, you know? And they gave her the opportunity. And it's something that you don't really hear about, like, really in any industry. You know, no one scoffed at her. No one laughed at her. Um, you know, they were just like, okay, you want to do it? Show us. Um, and she did. And even if you kind of take, like, a deep dive into some making of her movies and some of these stunts, like, she has really suffered some injuries but she keeps going like she really tries she proves herself and she works hard and you can see that but I asked her you know if you didn't have the support of those male colleagues do you think your career would have turned out different and she says she really just credits them with support you know and she was just very lucky that's what she always says she's very blessed she's very lucky that she had this career and she had support like that and that they were just like yeah just come do this with us I, I, it's so interesting to like interact with a woman of that stature and be met with such humbleness when it's like, ma'am, you are not just lucky. You are one of the most talented people in the business. Right. Like you, you carved this path for yourself and to just have, to just sort of be met with that sort of humility and, and that, sort of need to share the glory a little bit it's really really lovely but also like man yeah you are michelle, <laughs> you are yo. michelle yo. Like, <laughs> like they didn't teach you how like. to yeah um and she she leveraged her dance background to really do you know learn martial arts from scratch like she she didn't come from like trained you know training in that um but yeah just super humble and it's like okay, but you did the stunts yourself. Like you jumped out of that car and you rolled that motorcycle and you, you know, jumped off that train. Um, yeah, she's amazing. And Leslie, did you see everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's a masterpiece. Um, I, was, I was just like so thrilled for her because she deserves all the flowers. I, I, I'm just so happy that she is getting all of the things right now like all the things she totally deserves it and as you guys said before that cover was stunning um it yeah i i'm i cried <laughs> I, I i laughed i cried i couldn't contain myself i told blues that she needed to experience it and we were just like imax or dinner theater is like whichever one is all good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep yeah leslie was telling me leslie and al you know everyone was telling me like you got to go see this and i've gotten to see it twice now like the second time i brought my parents um and of course my mom had all the feels because it touches on so many different relationships but i think like i don't know if you guys felt this way when you watched it but my favorite part like i the first time i watched it <laughs> i was just seeing michelle on screen and I was like, I can't believe that there is an older woman in the lead role and a minority. And she talks about playing the role of an aging immigrant and everything. And I just I sat there in shock mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't believe this is the lead role of this kick ass film right now. And she it was just amazing in it. Right. Yeah. And, and just really delved into like these familial di dynamics that I think so many of us that like come from like immigrant families can really, really sympathize with. It was just this beautiful, very, very odd thing that just went into this brilliant storytelling. But I think a large part of that magic not was just in like the structure of the storytelling, but the fact that Michelle Yeoh got to yep. tell the story. Um, it's just, 
I didn't expect to cry at rocks. Like, they were <laughs> <laughs> at fighting boulders. Yeah. Um, yeah. At her having, like, a bit of a drunken breakdown in a laundromat. There's, like, really odd moments when you try to, like, when you try to explain what about them were so emotional, but you still have to break down what's happening in the scene, and it's just banana pants, yeah. like... <laughs> And hot dog fingers, you can't and it. yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah. Whenever you can't no, and it. I would try to. I remember like explaining to my in laws. I'm like, it transcends multiple genres. Like you have romance, you have sci fi, you have comedy, and everyone's like, you're doing such a bad job of doing this. Because how can one movie do all that? And I'm like, you gotta watch it. <laughs> and and the title speaks for itself. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It really was all of yep. those things. Yeah, and it brought like so much um, glory to A24 and the just sort of like the indie film industry in general. Yes. And to have her be the face of that yeah. is so meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like a, it felt like a real full circle moment. So to have her grace the, the cover, there really wasn't anyone better yeah. for it. And I believe last year's cover star was Tracy Ellis Ross. It was just such like a nice follow yeah. mm-hmm. um but in general she is leading a stellar stellar list of industry women that are just killing it and uh, we have leslie here because she got to cover um some of the fabulous women that are in this list and uh, you know i'll talk about one of my favorites later but first leslie in terms of like the people that you got to profile was there a singular through line with all of them, like, what did they share in common for you? Mm, good question. Uh, I, I'm just thinking, because um, they, they're all just very different. One is, like, one is super young, and I think they just, they all just took charge. They they all, you know, saw their situations, and they were like, you know, I need to be the one to change it, and they did so for the better. Um that that's that's kind of the only thing I can see because they were because they were so different, um, and the reason that they're on the list are all very different. So, who were some of your favorites? My favorites are the ones I. Covered. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I covered Tiffany James, who followed uh, founded Modern Black Girl, um, which is um, an investment platform for to encourage women of color to um, invest in the stock market and build their wealth. Um, that is something that's very important, uh, especially nowadays with stocks and fluctuations and the, you know, inequalities with, um, with, you know, just wealth and it's, yeah, just, I'm thinking about it, but I'm about to like go on a soapbox and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to just kind of jump back. (laughs) Um, and then I also, uh, uh, Tamara Fleming of Pockstock and, um, what she's been doing is transforming the literal face of, um, stock images. Uh, so Pockstock is a black owned stock image, um, company. They have, uh, videos and images and illustrations that, um, you know, give face to people of color, to, um, the LGBTQ community, to, to everyone, um, who, 
felt unseen in an ad or a, you know, a, a website photo or something um, because everything's just been like the typical white family. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. now you've got, you know, you've got brown people, you've got gay couples, you've got everything. And um, I think that that that's beautiful. So, you know, the more you see us, the more you know we're here. And then um, the piece de resistance, Zoe Scammon, who um, she wrote this blog post, um, Mad Men, Furious Women. And she uh, she's also the founder of Bodacious um, in the UK. And the post, um, she was having a conversation with a colleague, uh, not a colleague, a peer uh, from New York, visiting from New York and just kind of chatting about, you know, the industry and, you know, the people in the industry, who she needs to get in touch with, whatever. So as they were having a conversation, they were talking about, you know, some of the men who was running the company, who were running some of the agencies and the companies. And as they were speaking about them, they started realizing that a lot of the men that they were talking about was like who to avoid because, you know, this guy is a creep and this guy does this. Um, And she just took that conversation and wrote this brutally honest blog post about the men in the industry that, you know, have committed harassment, assault, um, discrimination. And it, made such an impact that got a lot of women in the industry talking and then they started contributing stories. So um, that, that was just powerful and um, talking to her and getting her to share her story. I mean, I'm sad that I only had 200 words to really do it justice, but um it, it's 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 a really powerful story, and and I know that one one thing, I I mean my own experience in the industry, mm-hmm. like you 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 often, you know, stay quiet just so you could get, you know, a paycheck, and mm-hmm. so you can be, you know, you can have your job and pay your bills, and you're going through a lot of things in your place of business that you shouldn't. And so the fact that she, you know, wrote that post and opened up the floodgates and got other women telling their stories so that, you know, they felt like there there was at least a community that understood. And hopefully, you know, you know, it, it ended up in action of, you know, men being held accountable, but, you know, we'll see. It was really cool to see her on the list just because um, we had talked about uh, Mad Men Furious Women months ago. I mean, it was like, was that 2021? Time is such a myth now. Um, like, we had covered that pretty extensively and we even had her on the show. And it was really nice to have her back on this list and recognize just how much um, of a conversation starter that was and to show that we hadn't forgotten um, was really, really cool. And, she's, uh, and go, she's just killer. And kind of going back to, um, tomorrow Fleming, it was really, um, full, it was like a full circle moment to see her 
on the list as well because we had previously profiled um, her co-founder, Steve Jones, during Black History Month. And you don't realize how much of a, like, revitalization the pox, the the stock photo industry really needs right. and how crucial it is to not just advertising, but mm-hmm. journalism and branding. Like we rely so heavily yes. on these stock images and you don't realize how much of a toll that takes when you put in something like generic, like podcasting women and the first thing you see are a bunch of white women Mm -hmm. so to have these sort of foundations that are looking to change that in a really holistic way because they're not just talking about photos they're talking about like stock videos and um Mm -hmm. just changing sort of the assets game in general that's that's huge and pock stock is really really rising the ranks of companies that are really changing that space. So I thought that it was really cool to see her. Um, So Luz, you didn't just write the cover story. You actually helped organize this year's list, yeah? Yeah. So I I had the honor of doing the list. I don't know the team trusted me with this honor, um, but I'm glad I was able to deliver. Um, But, you know, it's a a big deal. Like last year, you know, our former editor-in-chief, Steph, organized it. um, So big shoes to fill. So it was nice that I got to work on this. But really what we wanted to convey with this list is – you know, women are helping women, right? And that is hopefully something we will continue to see. But these women on this list are women that are using their platforms and their roles, still honoring brand values and their own everyday day-to-day jobs, but they're using their roles and their platforms to further the voice of other communities. So, you know, like Leslie was just talking about Tamara, you know, creating Pac stock and just using like creating a whole platform to drive change in the industry um and i think like what uh, sorry <laughs> so, no, no, sorry um I, I i was just i forgot to mention which is actually a very important thing to mention is tamara is also a, like a perfect person to do that work because she identifies as um a well she's a woman a woman of color she's also a photographer and she identifies with the lgbtq community so like she checks all the boxes and there's no better person to be the spokesperson right and you know it like her she specifically was so impressive too because just even seeing the women that create platforms right like that is a scary thing to do and not easy like you know you we all see injustices in the system every day in our industry and you know we get upset but like it really takes courage to take a step forward and be like I'm going to do something about this and I think a lot of women on this list do that um and you know you even have agency leaders that um I think it was the from Periscope I'm so sorry I'm blanking on her name right now but she instituted you know a full-time therapist to help her employees full uh full-time through this this difficult time to be at work you know and it's just like how do you even go about that bring that conversation to your other C-suite leaders and make that change you know so that's what we really tried to convey with this list is just women who are using their roles to give voice to people that are not always heard in the room um and they're pulling up a seat at the table and they're doing more than the DEI pledges and the buzzwords and you know they're they're actually really trying to drive change and I believe the Periscope um, figure was um, Kari. Yes. Kari Vichy Hulings. And it's, 
What I love so much about this list, like you mentioned, is that it really draws from all walks of the industry. It is very easy to heap honors on C-suite folk. Like, that, that is a very easy thing to do. Right, right. Um, and that's not um, a dig. There are a lot of C-suite folks that do really, really great work and are, in, and are initiating change. But it really has to come from all aspects of the industry if you really want to take a look at who's really doing the work. I was so, so excited to see Tanya to pass on this list um, because she's she's not a marketer. She's not in advertising. She's not a CEO, but she is a founder of um, I Need Diverse Games, which was this platform that she started when she realized that there was a dearth in not only characters, but gaming folks that looked like her. And there was a bunch of things that needed to change about the gaming industry from development to streaming to just like huge online communities like Twitch having sort of that insight to just carve out a platform for gamers like her was huge. And full disclosure, I have known her for years. We sort of came up in the nerd space together at the same time, even though she like predated me because she had started her organization before I had started like my own things like um, Nerds of Prey. But Oh my God, that's what- a great name. <laughs> <laughs> That's my family. Shout out to my nerds pray sister. Shout out Lauren. Shout out Mel. Shout out um, Cameron. Uh, but it's it, to see how much that platform has grown. To see how much I need. I need diverse games has grown from this space where she could talk about these issues and where she could invite other marginalized gamers to sort of air their grievances and talk and hold the industry accountable for the gatekeeping that has, you know, been plaguing this for decades. It has grown into a nonprofit organization. It has um, allowed her to sort of take her expertise um, to things like Twitch. And now she is um, like an official Twitch streamer. She is, I believe Twitch actually like has sponsored her. Um, And, it grew into her getting a movie made about her for under the Queen Collective. She actually got to take all this work that she's been doing for years and years and share it in a way that like none of us could have imagined. And it was under the Queen Collective. It premiered at Tribeca. And now like she is such an institution in the gaming space. And I say all of that because to have a list recognize someone who has been putting in the work for years, for years, did not have like a clear path to a C-suite, did not like get sort of like a handout in the industry or like a buddy that could bring her in. She had to build something from the ground up. And that I think is sort of a, a spirit that is carried throughout this list. It's just a bunch of people who saw an issue and carved out a space and had to nurture that space in order for it to grow to the level that it is now. Um, And that's just why I love Women Trailblazers so much, because it does a really great job of recognizing that and recognizing that hard work. So I'm really excited that this is something that exists. And I'm really happy that um, you lose got to put that together, um, just because your eye for talent is so extraordinary 
And so you need someone like that at the helm of something like this to make sure that these lists are as inclusive and as like thoughtful as possible. So just a really great job all around. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, my friends. It it really was such an honor. And even getting a closer look at this whole process, like how a list is put together and just knowing what goes through it and just running it by other colleagues. It's like not easy. I really give hats off to the team that usually works on lists, the magazine team. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. It does not come together quickly. Um, it does not come together easily. Um, and by the end of it, you just want to take a 74-hour yeah. nap. <laughs> absolutely which i did (laughs) and and you you both were at the event right at the wind trailblazers event how did that go i actually was not in attendance because i am um very far along in this pregnancy and a day in the a day in the city does kick my butt a little but leslie leslie was there so leslie i want to hear how it was too because i was like fomoing at home (laughs) (laughs) oh it was it was so good it was well first of all michelle was you know the icon that she was and um we had a few technical difficulties in the beginning but she was a pro she was her her humble gracious down-to-earth self she was hilarious um and again thanked her team for everything didn't take credit for all of the all of the the greatness that she has brought into our lives um so a rock star as usual it i there was not one session where i just didn't come out of it with my mind blown um these women were just incredible the 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 ceo session in the in the morning um was just it it was running over <laughs> and no one noticed <laughs> we were, were yep. just like soaking up the gems um emily, emily from casper was just a a rock star everybody was just like uh she needs to lead all the things, um, and then from the, from from start to finish, the the last session of the day, um, Jasmine. I don't remember her last name, but she owns um, a, a stationery company, Be Rooted, which is the first black um, black owned stationery company uh, Target picked up, and. Her story, she started it, she started her company in the midst of the pandemic, which, as we know, is not an easy thing to do. And, you know, she went from having five products to now she's going to have 22 items available just for the holiday season, which is extraordinary. And um, just her commitment to, to, you know, having these notebook, these journals and these items, um, that speak to, uh, women of color with affirmations and all of these things. I, like, I'm, I started following her on Instagram immediately afterwards, but it was just, it was a really great day. Um, all the, all the women in attendance, the energy was, was just high and lots of um, lots of great conversations. Lots of great conversations. It was a really amazing day to to be a part of. Very very That's cool. awesome. I will be in attendance. <laughs> it's my favorite event. It's my favorite event. It is always my favorite event. <laughs> I'll be in attendance next year. I'm going to go ahead and manifest yep. that now. Yeah, um, me too. I will. Didn't work out this year, but I will definitely be in attendance next year. Um, well, you know, there's. 
a lot more that we could say about women trailblazers, but then we'd be here for another hour. <laughs> and that is not conducive to anybody's schedule. So <laughs> for now, I would suggest if you can, definitely check out that issue. It is really, really stellar from beginning to end. And it will really just kickstart something in you to not only make a space, but to um, foster a space so that other people can partake and really make something beautiful, but in the same way that all of these women have. So if you can, please check out the whole issue. Um, Definitely check out Leslie's write-ups because they are very passionate and wonderful. And then finally, definitely take a look at um, Luz's incredible cover story. It is just a fabulous package from beginning to end. So thank you both for your work on it. And Leslie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Queen. It is my honor to be here. Um, And then also, in addition to checking out this spectacular issue, make sure you are at Women Trailblazers next year, all of y'all, because, listen, the team put together a a first-class event. Shout out to Juliet, who held it down, CEO. Um, It was, yeah, you got to be there. It's it's great to have the option to be there virtually, but, I mean, just being there in person and just soaking up all that yes, energy. We'll be there like, next year. Yeah. Even like if it. I have to bring these kids with me and have them learn a little something, um, <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because it's women trailblazers, everyone would just start <laughs> taking your children and just, just it, it, it'll be fine. <laughs> the, the, the safest place they could be. We mean. <laughs> Right, the the natural yep. maternal instincts will just <laughs> be fine. I'm okay with that. Right done and done. We (laughs) heartily look forward to next year, um, but definitely celebrate the efforts this year. A huge shout out to our events team who continues to put together just valuable prized events um, for us, including Women Trailblazers. Um, If you have an opportunity, make sure you check out the stories on adweek.com as we go through recaps and share some really important gems from the day. Um, In the interim, thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us. Please join us again. I certainly will. Thank you so much, Shannon. And thank you. Oh, we love you, girls. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.